Welcome, everybody, to My Dumb Friends on the All Things Comedy Network. This is our first episode that we're doing from both Los Angeles and New York City. Um, now, Sean Donnelly is in New York right now. I am in L.A., but Sean Donnelly is in uh, his bedroom talking about his career while Tom Lewis, you're manning the studio in New York, and our buddy Aaron from All Things Comedy yes. is manning the studio in L.A. And if if we, I think if we listen close, can we hear him talk about his career? Um, wait. He's talking about a famous graffiti artist that lives around the corner from him now. What the fuck does that have to do with his career? Now he's just talking. I think he's talking about maybe helping that guy get a manager. And here I am. No, he's not. How is that more important than our podcast? Helping out some fucking graffiti punk get a manager? What is that all about? Yeah. What is he saying about this graffiti manager? I don't, it's, it's, it's not that heated. I think he's trying to do a good thing. Well, I understand that. I'm just saying like, couldn't he like save that call till like 1110 when this recording is over? Listen, he wants to go to the movies after we're done with this. With you? He wants to go to the movies as soon as we're done with this. That's yeah, that's what he's playing. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. It's two minutes, that's one. Shut up, Dan. Hey Sean, we just started the podcast. We uh we were uh live we were live responding to uh your uh call with your manager. Well, that's gonna cut out of the can or, can you hear before Aaron? Can you hear Sean? No, he's coming up. He's coming up now. Oh, okay. Oh, all, right. all right, great. Welcome everybody to my dumb friends. You just heard Sean making an important business call with his manager Kelly Van Valkenburg. Okay, will get cut. You won't hear it because that'll get cut out because you cut out fifteen things an episode. <laughs> well, we're not going to actually. We we never talked about what was going on in the call. We just talked about whatever was going on with that graffiti artist. Oh, and I was, I was. What? It's part of the call. Well, I'm just like I was talking to Tom about it. Like, like it's one thing if we're like, if like we heard on the like on on the other line, they were like, "Well, I'm trying to get my Conan set together." But what we heard is like, "You really need to help this graffiti artist out who lives around my corner." That's not what I said. That's what Tom said. You said. There's the famous. You said that. You just did the impression. Tom, no, that's what Tom told me while you were on the phone. You know, I that's the want- thing is you never go after Tom for, you know, this is the same shit where Tom, Tom, you, you, you carve out a position when the other person's not in the room. And then when that person gets in the room, you act like fucking Switzerland. Listen. Are you a fucking martyr, Tom? Are you <laughs> martyring me? No. Uh, <laughs> I, how I've made this podcast so popular is creating conflict between you two. <laughs> You're the Mussolini of this that's, podcast. That's what I've done. Um, well, this is a very exciting podcast because we are doing it from both uh, Los Angeles and New York City. So my first question is, guys, what's it like to be in the future? <laughs> what do you mean? It's, well, we're yeah. three hours ahead, right? Oh, I see. oh, God. Wow. Dan, that was bad. You have it a was, bad three no, hours coming your way. It was deep. It was a deep question. The, the, the positive of doing it like this is we don't have to hear Dan hack coughing every three minutes during the podcast. Guys, <laughs> wh- what can I do to stop the Holocaust? That's my question. <laughs> Hitler, man. Dan, remember, there's a man named Hitler. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was listening to this podcast, uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. I know I always advertise other podcasts that are better than ours on our <laughs> podcast. Um, but this one you should listen to because it's it's complete, it's not comedy. Wait, but stop, stop right now and just start listening to that. Don't even listen to what. Yeah, he don't even like listen because I'm just going to give a shitty version of that. But <laughs> his point was that if somebody, the way that the Nazi uh, party was coming together anyway, that killing Hitler would have actually been a bad thing because the only reason that Germany, well, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons that Germany lost World War II is because Hitler was so crazy and was doing stuff like bombing London before it was ready and invading Russia. And then if it was just a normal Nazi general that he kind of would have had a shit together and they wouldn't have uh, kind of jumped, you know. Yeah, but would, would, it, would there have been a war? Sure. Yeah, yeah, there would have. Well, but here's the thing, though. Wasn't it Hitler's thing about killing the Jews? 
Was it in his viewpoint? Was there no, a Nazi? No, was there, a Nazi there was party stance on killing Jews. That was I'm, later, though. That was later, and and it, that could have still happened. I'm just talking about the strategic mistakes that Hitler made as a as a war commander. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Führer? <laughs> as, he um. He was in the bunker. That's why. That's why. Some people think you ever, you ever see that thing online where <laughs> people think he's still alive. And yeah, they, they, all, they always of, have a new like picture like, of like uh, Jared Mulgrainy from fucking <laughs> Dad. They always have like <laughs> the photos are getting worse too. In the beginning, you're like, oh, I could see it, yeah. and then now you're just like, is that Steve Gutenberg from Three Men and a Baby? Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's just a Ted Danson cut out in the window. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what that is? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, tell me about, well, let's talk about this. You know, the, the cool thing about this podcast is that it's coming out next week, which is the, I think the fastest we've ever turned an episode around from the actual recording time. Yes. So yeah. that's a well, big moment for the show. This is successful. We can do these all the time. We can be more up, update. We can get your stance on politics every week. Right. Well, you know, you're always bitching about me talking about my relationships too much, Sean. So you can't have it both ways. <laughs> the great, the great thing about this too is that hypothetically, now Sean and I really never have to see each other again. I mean, that's the big, that's the big win from this. You would like that, wouldn't you, you scumbag? Yeah. Oh, you would like that more than me. No, no, I, I love you. No, oh, come on. I do. I do too. Let's not let's well, not make this a real. Let's not get sincere already. We'll see once we figure this out that we can continue doing this even when Dan comes to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Even in my bedroom and I'll be in the kitchen with the Skype. Yeah, that's the way to go. Um, also, this is our this is like I guess our second episode without any guests. So, I, I we 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 want. I would like to say that we wanted to just catch up with us, but we were really nervous this would technically fuck up so we just decided not to have a guest the first time and subject them to the the horror that it could have been yeah but this is like great if this works out i wasn't nervous who what's wrong you guys technophobes come on (laughs) this was gonna be fine i will tell you this not to shit on our guests but uh the last one we had of just us with the mailbag is like one of the highest rated episodes we've ever had yes it's the second it's got like five thousand views or something what's our highest tom the, the num- number uh, one, Broad all, City, I think. That's number one of all time, but the, of this year so far, the number one is uh, Kamel Nanjani. That's number one. Oh, Kamel Nanjani. Yeah. And then number two is like right, like within like 50 or 100 listens is the mailbag, is the mailbag episode. I mean, that really just says something about how uh, fucked up our listeners are. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, they that they'd rather it. hear just us than the guests we have on. <laughs> Well, we need some of which guests. some of which have been uh, like undebatably funnier than us. So what does that say about you, audience members? <laughs> yeah, we've had very big professionals on the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've had people doing way better than us. So I don't understand what your problem is. Uh, th- uh, you got any news? Any comedy news for us, Dan? <laughs> what is that? what am I, the Comedy Bureau? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, news and comedy. Uh, Dan still wants more work, so uh, <laughs> just throw some at him. No, uh, things are fine. I've been on. I was in Indianapolis last weekend. I was at. Uh, I was at. <laughs> I was at. Jo- it was a fun time. I did Joker's. It was crazy because the name of the club changed within the week. I was there. Oh my god! It really? went from Joker's Live to Joker's. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing there's no sign then. No, there, there is a sign. Um, yeah, there's kind of a sign. Yeah, there, I think there's a sign, I, but it just it it's a little bit it it's a little hidden. It's all the way at the top of the building, but oh, is it like a is it like a, a printed sign like like they hang up there? <laughs> no, they I because it used to be I think it used to be crackers or it was one of the crackers locations. Oh, like there's okay. two crackers locations. Um and. Oh. Oh, you mean the the downtown one? Yeah, the downtown one. Oh yeah, Crackers downtown is moving, so well, they just took over that. So they took over, them? yeah, they took over that spot, and uh, and oh, this is like a crazy story from a, on the on the Thursday show. Uh, I was headlining the open mic there, which is actually kind of fun because you know it, it's like the the first show you want to want to do at a, uh, at a club that weekend. You know, it's nice to do less time and have no pressure, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did about um, 
I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name any names, but I, I did about uh, six. I, I went up after sixteen comedians. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say they were bad. It, it wasn't prior at the Sunset Strip. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> And, uh-huh. and, and, uh, and notice how guarded I'm being, Tom, so you don't have to do edits. Um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, right before I get on, I'm not going <laughs> to name This guy comes up. First off, this guy was, like, really nice in the hall. He's like, hey, I'm a big fan. I drove two and a half hours to be here. And I was like, oh, dude, thanks so much. Um, and, uh, and then I saw that he was going on stage before me, which already kind of takes away the dr- – because you're like, no, you wanted a fucking – get up i'm you're not i'm not that big of a fan you know yeah right 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 you know that's like uh so uh you know but whatever he gets up um he comes up to before me and says to me he's like hey listen i was just wondering i'm looking to open so can i open for you oh my god oh my god i haven't seen him i've never seen him before and i've got you know i've got evan williams and tim Dillon and taylor ketchum and Andrew Short, there's a lot of good people, and I'm like, dude, I kind of have the guys that I'm I'm working with, and I'll, I'll say, you know, I've never seen you before. Uh, he gets up, uh, total silence. <laughs> at the <laughs> at the very end of it, he's so pissed off that he like double birds everybody in the audience <laughs> and says, "Fuck you, I drew I drove two and a half hours." here and then and then the guy gets the host gets up and he's just like older guy in a tie-dye shirt and he just goes dan st germain everybody he brings me <laughs> right up after that uh and uh and then the guy you know i make uh i make a joke about how you know like uh you know where, where the room is at of this because you know every the couple audience members there just saw fucking 16 open micers you know and like and they were doing five minutes, I think, a piece or something. Uh, so it was it was a lot. I, I didn't get on stage until about an hour and a half in. How much real audience was there? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, it, you know, they were good. It was like, you know, the, just the thing about, you know, everybody who ran the club was awesome. I mean, that's the thing about, uh, you know, Midwestern audience. It was a good club. It was fun. But uh, this guy starts uh, taping my set in the middle of it. And I was like, you got to stop. You gotta stop taping, dude. Is it the same guy? Same so, guy. Same guy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, then, so, uh, you know, and then after the show, I was like, hey, man, can you delete that video? And then he was just like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. You know, it'd be, uh, it'd be great if you followed me on Twitter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so like, what a ne- the neediest fan <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I mean, it's bad when you're in a room with me and uh, you're not the neediest. Uh, so... <laughs> So, yeah, then I followed him in front of him, and I was like, all right, man, have a good one. And he's like, all right, bye. <laughs> that was, wow. that, was uh, that was, uh, that was it. So, but, and besides that, the weekend was good. I did uh, Bob and Tom for, I did a podcast. I, I did, an, uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this on the podcast. I did a, I did a taped audition, which I heard today uh, went very well, and now I'm kind of waiting to hear back today, but I just jinxed it by saying that. Audition. What? I had a callback from a taped audition. That's great. I mean, like they always tell you that those aren't gonna get you a callback, but I know, uh, I know. It's crazy. It I almost like- kind of sucks because now I'm like, fuck, I gotta do taped auditions. <laughs> what all the time? Yeah, like if they come in. Yeah, I do whatever, man. I we just do whatever. You never know. You never know. That's true. You never know. <laughs> You'll never know. Yeah. I uh, I did shows in Virginia with this guy. I won't say the guy's name. Really good guy. I did, I did his show like back in November. He had this theater show in yeah. Virginia, and it was great. It was like a, a few like five different comics, and it was like this big theater, and it was packed, and it was awesome. And this time around, he asked me to come down. It was like for one. It was supposed to be two, but then it became one show. And uh, I did it. It was like uh, I don't know what section of Virginia is. I don't think it's like a couple hours from DC or whatever, right? And the guy's a really nice guy. And uh, but he puts me up, and then and then we, we go to the show, and we get there, and it's a theater probably seats like 250 people, and like maybe 48 people show up to the show. And b- before the show even starts, I'm outside in the lobby, and some woman, I come out of the door, and some woman goes, "Are you the guy?" <laughs> Are you the guy, and I go, uh, "I don't know, which depends on which guy that is." And then she goes, "Oh, uh, the guy from the show, Are you on the show?" And I go, "Yo, that's me." And she goes. Should we come see you? <laughs> and I go, uh, I go, no, don't. I go, no. <laughs> and 
they didn't come. They didn't throw her husband. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're like, you can come to the show. I'm going to get naked on the show. So then, like, so basically, then the show goes on. There's, like, not even 50 people there, which is, I'm fine with it because, like, the other guy set it up and all that kind of stuff. But I'm thinking, like, you know how, like, when, a sh- when you don't draw and then afterwards, like, people can say something, like, passive aggressively? Yeah. Kind of, like, oh, well, you know, dude, last time was so much better and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I, after the show, the guy, uh, the promoter, he's like, I was actually surprised. I thought there was going to be like 20 people who showed up. <laughs> and I was like, why would you do a show in a theater of 200 people for 20 people to show up? You maniac. He's like, I'm finding, I'm trying to find the uh, best way to ruin myself and my family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, you can't be making any money, but he's a really good guy. And, and, and it was a good, it was a great show, but they did have it where it was spread out. And it was a lot of old people. It was the kind of show, you ever do one of those shows where it's all old people and you make fun of them for being old, but they're cool with it. You ever do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best when they're well, like. Oh, yeah, okay. I did that. Like, you know, this audience on Saturday night, and they were they were a little bit tough, but they were. Uh, you know that. You know that's the thing about. You know that club was great, and that the thing about a club like you know like in the Midwest, there's just like I don't know what it is. I I think the Midwest is the best place to perform comedy when you consider when I consider like the Comedy Attic, Madison Comedy Club on State, uh, Skyline, Doctor Grins. All the Chicago rooms. I, I really just think I don't know what it is. That area in DC, I think, are the best areas for comedy. Yeah. I my, one of my best places I've ever been was St. Louis. St. Louis Funny Bone was unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that there's like a a politeness that's bred there, you know? Uh there is. But you know what they do? If you talk to them, if you talk to Midwestern people, they will tell you it's it is like a, a some of it's like a passive aggressive politeness where mm. they're like they people will tear face they're like that was great and they go home they're like that guy sucked <laughs> it's basically like a bunch of Yelp reviewers with but they're showing you their true colors <laughs> yeah. but the uh, last time I went to, I did crackers in Indianapolis the place that you did I did it when it was crackers like a year ago yeah and uh, we didn't have like huge audiences they usually get packed and I think that was one of the things where I was like oh it's like I'm not really a draw kind of situation well I could have told you that. What? Well, I could have told you that. <laughs> no, I know that already. But they, there was a, like, some, right as the shows were going on, there was some, like, weird Christian festival going on, like, the oh. middle of the town, yeah. where people had, like, tambourines and stuff, and they were singing, and they were, like, blocking traffic. It was, like, really strange. It was just like, tons of traffic down there because we were trying to get past this, like, religious, like, song festival. And then they're like, <laughs> and then they go, oh, yeah, that, that, that could be why nobody's coming to the shows. I'm like, I don't know if those are the people coming to the comedy club. Oh, my club. God. I don't think so. You know, I did uh, I did an East Texas festival a couple weeks ago, which was fucking awesome. It was in Tower, Texas, which is, like, right near where Friday Night Lights is based well, on. You were one of the headliners, weren't you? I was the only headliner. It was... A, it was <laughs> And it, you know, like I was about, I was kind of nervous about that. We really should talk about us in a better light because no one's going to book us after listening to this podcast. Uh, I don't know why I was headlining, uh, but I, I, I was. I had, a, I had a great set, and Jay Wykyden was on, and he, he did great. And uh, the guy running the festival, who I'm an asshole and is blanking on his name right now, but he, he was awesome. Um, but right across the street from this auditorium that we did the show was Juneteenth. Uh, celebration, which is, which is this is the most Texas thing I've ever heard. I, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but black like, people. Like, like, like or something? What? No, 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 no. Black people in Texas got the news that slavery was over like way later than the other black people in the United <laughs> States. So they celebrate the emancipation on June nineteenth. <laughs> Oh my god. Which is like yeah, that kind of like one of the most backhanded holidays ever, you know? Yeah. It's like there you go, idiots. You yeah. <laughs> it's like later Christmas for the shittier son, you know? Was <laughs> <laughs> it a big party or was it like- It was big. I mean, but I was I was excited just because black people were there and I was in Texas, so I'm like, all right, well there's <laughs> gonna be more diverse it's gonna be more diverse, so no one's gonna try to fucking lynch me if it looks you know, if it's a more diverse audience. So um, but that was fun. Uh, as far as LA is concerned, I'm trying to keep upbeat. I do miss New York a lot. Um, and, uh, I don't know, man, like just seeing all my friends there doing all these shows every night and I'm still getting up a decent amount here. I'm getting up a lot for LA, you know, 
Yeah, because you're like relentless. I, I see your calendar. Yeah. Yeah, I I just try to bust ass with it, but I I mean I mean it's just it's just uh you know like it it does get tougher. I remember I'm doing the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver next, and the guy's like, well, if you want, you can come in on Wednesday and do all the local shows. I'll get you up on like three shows, and I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> He's like, well, I can't pay you, and I'm like, I don't care. Just put me in the shows. You, let me ask you this, dude: When you go to do weekends, you go in night before ever. I, you know what? I'm gonna prefer it from now on, but I, I don't. I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it. It's a good idea, man. I mean, the only thing the problem is that, like, you know, then it ruins your whole. You know, if you have any auditions, I couldn't this time because I just did. Uh, I did the Josh Wolf show last week. Um, Chelsea Handler, really nice, by the way. I was like a little bit intimidated, obviously, yes. uh, because she's like an actual uh, famous person, but she was yeah. she was really nice. Her show come out. I have no idea. Hard to believe it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I don't have my fingers on the pulse of entertainment. I think this fall. I think this fall. From well, what I remember. the uh, what you call it? Yeah, but I was thinking about. It. I, I was talking to a lot of like bigger guys, and they were like, "I think they go in the night before." Yeah, I think that's the way to go, man. I mean, I honestly, the thing is, if they can put you up, it's like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't or, you? Or they do like what you did in Indianapolis, where they have you come in and and on the day that you do less time after a showcase or something like that. Right. that I've seen that happen. Tom, you've been talking a lot during this episode, and I'm not sure. Oh, I have. We talked at the beginning. I'm we... fucking with you. Calm down. <laughs> Hey, your, your house guest, your house guest, Mike Lawrence, uh, came and did um, one of my new sh- my new show, a Wednesday night show up in the Berkshires. Oh my God, you and Mike Lawrence in a car together—that is just the ha- <laughs> the happiness brigade. Like you in a car is that equivalent? You know that you two together in a car is that? You know that Great Depression photo where the two guys are walking down the road, and you can no. see. No, I don't know. Do well, it's a famous photo. There? Looking at Great Depression photos. What is that like, Robert Frank or who's the guy who did all the? Uh, no, it's uh, who's the dude? Maybe Studs Terkel or no, he? I don't even know if he did photos. I think he did, just did stories. Yeah, he did Studs stories. Terkel. I'm sorry, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, the point is Tom and Mike are depressing. But was it fun? Uh-huh. Well, he he came up. It was a Wednesday night show in this kind of annex thing, and we're you know uh, we went to dinner and then we we went to to the theater and we're sitting there and where'd you go where'd you go to dinner we went to like this uh, kind of uh, bread and soup like along with the the great depression theme a soup and bread place (laughs) it's it's not a depression it's like your kids forced in the kitchen to make you soup that's what we did and you put like a white apron on a backyard (laughs) table Perfect. <laughs> and they're they're like, hey, you, hey, you wanna you wanna stop serving food? You better get better at baseball. He <laughs> yeah. calls him daddy. He's like, what do we say about that? <laughs> stop. Call me Mr. Lewis when guests are around. This is the last time I ate at this restaurant. Oh, <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, yeah. So it was a good show, though. Well, we we then we go to the theater and it's like, oh, check it out. This is you know this pretty amazing. Uh, theater in downtown Pittsfield and we're waiting kind of near the entrance and the first 15 people that come in is like median age 75 <laughs> and Mike was just this is gonna fucking suck this we're gonna die this is gonna be horrible and and they all came in and sat down you know in the first row or two, two couple rows and, yeah. and then there was just a long period I where nobody my fantastic four of exactly, exactly. <laughs> And nobody came. Like there's this big chunk of time, and nobody came in. And I'm like, no, no, it's it's gonna get better. And I started like, you know, kind of panic a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, this is this is terrible. And then uh, magically, just all these people just came in, and we it was like a capacity crowd, like 75, 80 people, which all is pretty ages. good. Yeah, a whole contingent of like yeah. young twenty somethings, and it was it was great. It ended up being a great show, and That's and great. I think uh, he and Scott Chaplin, also from the podcast here, uh, we had a really good time. So. Yeah, uh, this is, and I, you know, please listen to the old Mike Lawrence episode to get just an idea who this guy is. He's one of my best friends in comedy, um, but he uh, he was like, Evan Williams was telling me he was with Comic-Con all weekend, and like, Mike was like, Mike said to me, you know, like, Mike was like, yeah, Evan, Evan eats a couple times during the day. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, that's kind of normal, and then I found out, like, from Evan, he had like a huge bag of combos in his backpack. 
that Mike would just eat during the day before dinner. Like he had one, <laughs> he had one meal. You know, I have had friends who were heroin addicts on the street, and I think that Mike's gonna die first, (laughs) which is it's just kind of nuts to think about. But yeah, he's uh, he's a great guy, though. Very funny. Uh, I love it. I that's the uh, it's so funny. Uh, you that's the only thing you want to hear in comedy. I realize, like you, you could hear like, oh my god, that guy. I mean, he just is. He just slits the throat to immigrants. But God, have you seen that one bit he does on Pepto? And you're you're excited about it. But the worst thing you can hear is if you ask somebody like, "Oh, how how is this guy at stand up?" And then they go, "He's a good guy." <laughs> yeah, that's a universal thing. Yeah, that's the thing of uh, that's the thing of I don't want to shit talk the guy. <laughs> but you are by. By happenstance, you're shit-talking. Yeah, by happenstance, you work. But what's going on with you as Marielle? Uh, she's good, man. I've seen her for a equivalent of 26 minutes in the past like week. That's the secret to a healthy marriage. The secret to a healthy marriage. She's good. She's doing her acting. She's doing yoga and stuff like that. We're doing, we're doing good. The relationship is strong. Yeah. What's it like now that she's doing yoga? Does she want to do uh, another sexual move besides you just uh, mis- missionary and holding a crucifix? <laughs> just... What do you think I am? What do you think I'm a Puritan? Uh, yeah, I think you. Uh... What do you think I'm a fucking? You think I am a missionary? Then? Like a guy going to war in the fifties. Like I think you have just sex like there. A... Like, hey, have we go in the bedroom there, Toots? And we uh, just get to a, it. You have yeah. a sheet with a hole cut in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're normal, Dan. We're not fucking. And I'm not going to explain the different sexual positions. That's why you'll never get married. <laughs> you don't have, you don't have that Catholic guilt thing of. I, 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 of like, so I do. It's just. I've gotten, you know, lately, I've, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna go into relationship stuff. Although this was like, well, you're a real romantic guy, but when you have no, there's no buffer of like, hey, how hard do you fuck your wife at night? <laughs> this is weird. I'm not gonna say I went on a date with a lady. I, know, I did that one. I did that was just copying Bill Burr's cadence. But this was like a week and a half ago. But it was Jerry Lewis. Well, really, man. I've been pre- Can you believe I haven't been on SNL? Uh, I, I later in the night we went back to her place and we, we started like making out or whatever. And then who is this? Back up. Uh, who is it? Just some some somebody I met at a show. Okay. Um, but we went out to dinner a couple nights later. We went back to her place, started making out. But she she like put on Parks and Rec while we're making out. And I'm like, what are you? Can we just put on music or something? Yeah, that's what I like. I can fuck a girl. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to listen to like. Oh, sorry, up there on the screen. Yeah, you know what really gets me in the mood? Watching Wings. <laughs> 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 so it was kind of weird. She turned it off, but I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say what happened. You put on Three's Company she, and you felt yeah, fine. She put on Three's Company porno parody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Three's Company porno. I think that really was that was the closest show that was. Like to a porn pad or parody. Yes, it was a porn parody. Everything, every joke was a sexual pun or like mis misdirection or like a every single joke was like either look Jack's gay. You could not make that show now. No, well I don't know, man. I was watching, you know, I, I was on a plane. And I, I watched a wonderful movie, but then after that, I was just uh, flipping through the channels, and uh, there was. There were, I watched like a sec. I didn't even put the sound on, but I like saw two broke girls, and they had like a blowjob joke, but it was like a girl going down on a guy, like you saw her on her knees, but like you didn't see her do her act. But I'm no, like, I don't mean because of the risqueness. I mean because of like what, how much they gay bash Jack in the show. The '80s yeah. was crazy, man. Those Eddie Murphy bits. <laughs> well, those same thing. I don't want to get AIDS, man. You could be a black comic and still and not get away with those today. No, you. I mean, you couldn't get. It's amazing. I mean, like, there's no more successful move in the past ten years than the gay rights movement. When I'm in Indiana and I say gay marriage and people cheer, I'm like, holy shit, has the landscape changed? That's like in the past, like that's like a five year thing. Dude, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be, like, reverse racist now, but gay people have their shit together, man. Like, they, like, the fucking, like, if you look at, um, there's this documentary about the AIDS crisis in the 80s and then early 90s and, 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 and how they basically, 
got Congress to fund retroactive drugs. I mean, that's what eventually led to. But they like they they were fucking bad from like the Stonewall riots where they were fighting off cops. I would not want to want to fuck with a determined gay guy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the that's like that Louis C.K. bit from back in the day. He's like, why do racist stereotypes have to be negative? Why can't they be like? Okay, but yeah, you know those Puerto Ricans, they taste like candy. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen that, yeah. but... Um, no, but that's like a, that's a very new, it's a super new thing. It's not a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's the past, like, I would say past five years that, like, you would have had that. Before it, it was like almost, it was okay almost to make gay jokes and make whatever, you know? Yeah, maybe not make gay jokes, but it was okay to be against gay marriage. And now, like, it's it's getting like to the point of, like, people are going to look at it like... People are going to look at it like water fountains, using different water fountains in like 20 years from now. Well, right. the way, Right, exactly. And the way they had it, uh, the, the minute that that passed online, you saw all those videos of all those politicians that are on board now. They have videos of them being like, I do not support <laughs> I support marriage for yeah. man women. I think it's traditional marriage. Like they had Biden saying it about, the, about him and Obama, and they yeah. have Hillary. Uh, Hillary Clinton like straight up just saying it. Yeah, and then that. Well, I mean, Obama. Everyone's telling this is a victory for Obama, but he just got out of the way. Yes, that's exactly what happened. You know, it's not like he was. I mean, none of those guys. But there was like evidence. I remember I read this book about George W. Bush when he was governor of Texas, and he would like go uh, make speeches. I don't. I don't think he tried to make sodomy illegal. I think that was somebody else. But uh, he would like go. You know, basically, you know, go on these like you know born again Christian speeches. And then, like, somebody said he got off stage and, like, hugged somebody he knew was gay in the legislature and just was like, oh, I didn't mean all that. Like, none of those guys believe in any of that shit. No, they don't believe. Is that, is that true? That was in the book? I mean, that's what the guy said, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I read the book. That's what I'm saying. You have George W. Bush. I don't think he's – I think he was almost, like, not a patsy, but I think he was almost, like, having just, like, a dummy that they could – fuck with in the white house when well he was and it made it almost made it worse that you're like all right i'm just gonna sell out my own personal beliefs so we yeah. can invade a country yeah. and 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 fucking just being complacent it's, that's you're guilty by complacency right i mean he's like uh he's the worst he's really and you, you get like because i watch videos of him post-presidency and you kind of like the guy and you forget just how much he fucked the country up He's yeah. just a dopey guy who got himself in a, in a situation that was over his head. He's an idiot, like just a, kind of a dummy, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, also remember during those years, all the talk and evidence of how much Dick Cheney was involved in decisions on like a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it was like, and and that SNL sketch where remember uh, Bush supposedly choked and fell down and hit his head. He was yeah. like eating popcorn or something. But yeah. then the SNL sketch was that Cheney was beating him you know like <laughs> yeah. beating like a fucking abusive line. relationship yeah exactly. yeah exactly no that's what it is bush not that, not that i we're really dating ourselves here by talking about this but <laughs> yeah exactly after this we're gonna get to the uh Lewinsky scandal so. <laughs> uh bush was just a kind of a dope and then you had cheney even you look at interviews with cheney now and you're like oh you're just a scumbag yeah pure you're evil just a pure evil scumbag that really has no really no emotion yeah yeah yeah, I think he almost kind of likes it. He likes how much people hate him. It's almost like, yeah, it's like a masochism thing or, a, you know, what is it, sadist or masochism? Sadist. sadist. I would say sadist. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think he, because I don't think he, like, I don't think he actually wants pain. I don't know. Well, I don't no, know. He's giving it, yeah. Whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do miss New York. I'm hoping to be back there for all of December and part of November because L.A. kind of shuts down. And uh, I don't In know. In December, November? Uh, yeah, all December, beginning of January and end of November. So probably like a two months span. Were you going to stay at your parents' house? No, I'm going to try to, you know, maybe I could do the listeners. I want to do, I'm offering a uh, rent swap for the month of December <laughs> between LA and New York. I somebody hits you up. I bet somebody hits me up. You know, you don't want it to be a weirdo. Last time I had Emmy Blotnick, which was like perfect. Because she's got something to lose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like some of the guys we know, like, they could fucking shit on the walls. Emmy Blotnick, great. We should have Emmy Blotnick on the show. Well, yes. we can now that we can, now if this works, we're probably going to fucking play this over, though, and it's just going to sound it's, like yeah, static. Like <laughs> yeah, didn't you realize that's been me the whole time? <laughs> just you clear your throat? Yeah. I wanted to ask, what was, I've been to Indianapolis in, in January. <laughs> 
which was that's brutal, right? Absolutely the Tom, worst. Tom, you have one of the fucking saddest live stories. <laughs> like, there should be like there should be a Christian donation commercial for your life. Yeah, and why'd so, you go in January? Oh God, I was I was working for uh, well, like, uh, the- Paul Verzi needed a recording. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> he recorded a set for him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I wanted to eat a lot of uh, white colored food. Uh, it really, yeah, the, the food I ate like such a pig while I was out there. Yeah, it's all hor- The food was horrible. I went, to, I went to Chick Fil A like three times when I was out there. I love it. Yeah, Chick Fil A is the best. But I tell you, man, Indiana is a hard place not to drink. There was yeah. definitely a Saturday night where I was like, "Fuck, man." <laughs> oh, it's real hard. Yeah, we went out to bars right in that area too, where you were. That's like a hot spot. Right that's there. a hot, but I mean, there's a hot spot, but it's more like, it's just more like you just like you're like Indiana is just like, like my favorite singer, one of my favorite singer songwriters, shrank himself to death there, Jason Molina. So I feel like it's uh, it's just that play. It is like, like you know, come for the Pacers game, stay for the drinking yourself to death. That's what Indiana is. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was terrible so i can't imagine i mean in the summertime <laughs> what indianapolis it's summertime like i wasn't bad. i went when did i go i went in july i think and it wasn't bad july was it was not bad but oh, i apologize but i went in uh i went i used to you know i went to school in evansville indiana and augusts there were fucking brutal like just like just sweat sticks to your back yeah. brutal it's clear the best place to live in this country is the West Coast, the North Northwest, which is unbelievable, or the West Coast of this country. I live in Vermont, actually. Vermont's yeah. great. Vermont is unbelievable. Come to the Berkshires, everyone. It's wonderful there. No, we don't want to. What? We don't want to come to the Berkshires. You're coming to the Berkshires in August. I, I mean, at September. Sorry. September. Tom will take you to all the great news shops. <laughs> yes. Well, I drove what I drove Michael Lawrence around all of our uh, toxic waste dumps in town. Jesus, Tom! <laughs> did he ask you that, or did you strap him to the I chair? Just, I was on our way to the soup kitchen, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my next God. To this pile of PCBs next to the elementary school, <laughs> oh my which God. is a real thing. Everything's political with Tom. Thank, like, thank you, General Electric. Look at this anti-gun rally, Mike. Go do a comedy show. Yeah, tonight? Tom, you need to stop like getting fights with Sean Donnelly's Facebook friends about gun control. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That hasn't happened in a while. No, no. I kind of backed off. My co- my cousin and Tom, my cousins and Tom. I think I blocked them. Oh, did you did you block them? I don't know what it was. Wait, you weren't friends with them, were you? No, but you can still block. Oh, people. you can block. Oh, because you can't see. Oh, you unfollow them. They write. You unfollow them. Yeah. No, you block them so you can't see what they write. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. But yeah, uh, yeah I showed... that's like that's what you wake up to it every day with Tom posting his stuff about. What was the thing you posted recently about anti? It was something with anti guns. I don't know. That's it. It's like it happens every I agree day. With, I agree with it. I agree with it. <laughs> well, we just had a guy like about 15 miles north of us in Adams, Massachusetts. They just did a federal sting, like the FBI, and he's an ISIS guy. Really? Uh, and he had a he was he was planning on making bombs. He had bomb making materials and and a cache of weapons. That's what I'm saying. They have house. so much intelligence in those things. It's 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 weird. They do miss some of them, I think, but mm-hmm. they they miss like, like 95 percent of them. Church, like. They missed that guy, but he he had a bunch of guns, didn't he? No, he just had the one, and, oh, yeah, and the, one. They, the background check failed. But the problem for – I mean, Massachusetts has like this – I'm not going to get in this shit. So, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, the, the, uh, the lowest state in the country in terms of uh, gun violence is Hawaii because it's an island. And, and you can't get the guns And you can't the gun, get the guns there. Next is Massachusetts because we have really good gun laws except just to the north, you know, it, which is no more than – Whatever is 30 miles away is Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Maine is where the Boston Marathon bombers got their guns because there's no background checks required on a private sale. You just show up and say, hey, I want that Let's be honest, though, Tom. Like a shooting in Pittsfield would at least make it less boring. We had had one on July 4th. Five people shot, one dead. Really? Where was this? This was this was uh, like uh, it was happened like at 1130 at night on on July 4th. And uh, I guess a. A couple people got into an altercation, and this, and then two people had guns, and five people got shot, and one died, and it still hasn't been sorted out. So well, Hawaii does have the highest rate of murder by pineapple. Though. I bet yes, that's a coconut. People- <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I know that was bad. <laughs> I kind of liked it. 
There is oh, a thanks, Mike. There yeah. is a beach. There's a, some of these beaches in Hawaii, and, and I know in Kauai there used to be a coconut plantation, and there's this beautiful beach behind it. They're but, getting rid of all of. They have pineapple plantations in, in Maui that they're getting rid of for, for hotels and stuff. Well, the, the coconut one is as you walk, it says there's these huge danger danger sign, and like because coconuts falling can kill you. Yeah. Because they're falling from like sixty. Tom, feet. how I mean, like it would be horrible if you died, but how funny would that be if Tom? It would be absolutely. And he was like doing shit for our podcast. Cast, like he was trying to like like sell merch from the coconut trees <laughs> he's, he's like there's nobody walking by just all these dangers like look at that beautiful and you have to run through this like aerial minefield to get to the beach <laughs> all, of our, all of our fans are in this concentrated section of hawaii right in the middle of the coconut farm and tom has to go there and sell our t-shirts <laughs> oh man what do you think about what do you think, how about this? Let's talk about this. The Jared Fogel situation. What do you think uh, of that? Um, well, uh, I think that guy uh I wrote I joked about this on Twitter that something tells me Jared's gaining the weight back, you know. <laughs> yeah. He already is. See the picture of him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean I think that like I mean, right now there's been no evidence that he knew anything about it. I mean it, it's You it, know what? My theory is this, man. When you're the cops, now granted, it's people get information a lot faster these days. Right. When you're the cops, what do you think? There's nobody sitting on Jared's house. What the cops, when they know somebody did something, that it mysteriously gets leaked that this guy's having his house raided. Uh, know uh it for mysteriously, sure. yeah, that was a big raid. You can't stop. You don't, you don't raid somebody's house like that unless you know they have shit. They've been wrong before, but not many times. No, I don't know. I, I mean, they definitely have been wrong. I mean, like, and. Uh, I, I can't, I mean, we don't know anything about it. I was talking about this with somebody else. Like, the problem with, like, a perp walk or a raid is it, it, it doesn't matter whether you've done it or not. Now the public just assumes you've done it because. Yeah, 100%. Oh, he's right. done. They. I don't think Subway's fired him yet, but it doesn't matter. They're going to. Uh, they really did. They cut their ties with him. They already yeah. fired him. Wait, you mean officially or suspended? Suspended. No. Suspended. That's I not, mean, he was kind of a weird spokesman anyway. I get him for the first couple years. He lasted 20 years. Yeah. But he, he literally is the most boring person ever. He's so got to have $10 million. Uh, he does. I checked up his net worth. Oh, is it $10 million? He is, like, close to 10 That was good. That was good. I guess that. He's fine, though. Um, yeah. I mean, like, he's not like the Dunkin' Donuts guy where everybody loves him. But, but didn't, didn't it come out that he had, like, he, in college, had, like, some kind of porn? He had a porn lending library. First yeah. of all, he was about 350 pounds. That's pounds. a fat guy thing to do, though, I think. But it's one of those to things lend where, it out but and when make you money have money. enough porno videos that you're lending them out for a dollar, you're into porn. Yeah, but that's being in, I'm into porn. That's not the same thing as being into fucking child porn. But you don't have, but you don't have four gigabytes of porn on your computer no that i don't understand where i'm like you can't fucking just stream it you know well, not, maybe not well, back, no. when, he well, was back when he was in college it was videotapes but like yeah but have that many that means you have to have what 150 who has 100 fucking nobody's nobody's 100 pornos unless you're really into porn yeah and he's married so you know like i don't know it's like 15 million that's how much he is make it seem like the reason they came to his house was because of that guy that ran his charity that that guy was fucked up yeah that guy was producing kitty porn he wasn't just he just right. didn't have it he was making it himself i don't know if you knew this but tom actually did the audio for some of them <laughs> they wanted that you know professional sound yeah their introductions uh, I, I just think I, my theory is this and maybe it's naive but i think the, the cops they don't here's the thing all sorts of dealings are worked out until something goes public for the most part. Especially when it's Jared. It's, it's not Brad Pitt. There's not there's not paparazzi on his house 24 hours a day in Indianapolis. What it yeah. is is the cops knew he did something and one of the cops was like, fuck this scumbag. And they're like, we're going to leak it to who I know and that's, and it's going to go viral. And sure enough, it did. Because here's the thing. If it was just an investigation, they would literally have him come down to the station and be like, hey, we need you to volunteer. Well, I, I think that like, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, but... Oh, I, I I totally get why you know they had to do what they did, and you know who knows. I mean, I do think it's it's definitely not um it's not out of the realm of possibility that he knew about it, and a lot of emails he sent to his other workers being like, "Hey, or we need to cover this up." I could totally see like he's the paterno of discount sandwiches, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he, there's a picture of Jared. Uh, 
You know, as long as you, they don't feed the kids some of that Subway meat afterwards, I think they'll be <laughs> fine. This is worse, getting fucked by Jared or eating Subway for <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Either oh, way, God. something's looking like that roast beef, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, what, would you, what would you rather? Like, you have to eat Subway, like, do a Jared that you have to eat Subway for, like, 10 years straight, or Jared has to fuck you in the ass? What would you rather? 10 years straight, like, all that's all I eat? Okay, all day. But wait, it depends on what weight Jared was at. We're talking 400-pound Jared, or? Well, your dick's going to be oh, smaller the fatter you are. I'll give you skinny Jared. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, fucked once in the ass? It's not a big deal. I, I guess I'd do that. I mean, the thing is, like, I've had bad hemorrhoids before, so that would be the only thing I'd be nervous about. But, yeah, I mean, it would suck. What'd you say? It would definitely suck, either one. But I think I'd get fucked in the ass. How about you? I'd probably get fucked in the ass. Yeah. I mean, especially you, because you can only eat, like, four things. <laughs> but not because of uh, Sean's dietary restrictions, but because he's a child. That's basically. It. <laughs> I have dietary restrictions. I need no gluten. I'm allergic to gluten now. Uh, Is that you, what? No, I'm oh kidding, God, kidding. Jesus! I, just, I wanted him to goof on me for it. Well, by saying you want me to goof on it, uh, you took the goofing out. Oh, yeah. see, the mind game. You no, know, no, there, there's something. That's when you go. Well, you'd love it here in Los Angeles, right? I would. You know, what you... the fuck are you talking about, Tom? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, you know what, Where did that even come from? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I hope a coconut drops in your fucking head right now. I hope it doesn't go in your act, Tom, your gluten LA joke. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Tom back? Uh, okay, what's going on? You know what would be funny if like Tom murdered you? <laughs> we heard it. Uh, maybe that wouldn't be funny, but we have like the Robert <laughs> you Durst. Told me not. You, Dan has like a secret hatred for me. That no, I don't. Let's out every once in a while. And I then do... he pretends like he doesn't, like just now. No, like, I don't. I don't. You have a secret anger towards everyone. Towards, towards what? Towards a lot of people. No, I do not. I'm very. I'm in a very. You've had the same argument every time, and sometimes you admit to it, and other times you don't. <laughs> I, I here, no, you you make it. It's not a secret anger. I it's get an angry. Anger. I get angry. Yeah, it's an open anger. I get angry just like everybody else does. When people think I'm a, you just hate because people think I'm a nice guy all the time. But I never said that I was a nice guy all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'll wear the black hat for this podcast if I have no, to. Stop pretending that it's not true. It's fucking true. I'm just saying. I'm, I just admit it. I get mad all the time, and I get jealous, and I get irrational. Everybody does. I mean, if you want to see Sean really uh, a, a real display of. Uh, you said this before. Go to a Verizon store with him. He's yeah. Oh, all right. Well, guys, come on. What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? How's Rickles, your dog? He's good, man. He's great. He's, he's a man's best friend. He's my buddy. I love him. I'm stroking him right now. Oh, that was creepy. Oh, Jesus, Tom. <laughs> it's like it's, it just gets like worse and worse with you. Um, <laughs> I've been looking at dogs to get, actually. You're not getting a dog. Well, I'd like to. You. What? Your dog will have to take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd like to get one. You can't. Bulldogs are very, very, they're a problem dog. That's what I read. No, they're very stubborn. They're stubborn, they don't listen, and then they have health problems. So. But here's the thing, man. You go on the road. You What would you do? I mean, that's the thing. That would be that would be tough. I'd, I'd have to either pay for a dog walker or I'd have to board it. And I don't know. Or I'd get, or I'd. You get a girlfriend finally. All right, Tom, let's calm down. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, you know, I uh, I just haven't met Mrs. Wright yet. <laughs> I haven't, ne- I haven't met the next Xmas Saint Germain. So, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, yeah, that would be the best. If I had a girlfriend, that would be great. But I, I've been looking into uh, poodles are actually very well-trained dogs. Uh, obviously a lab. If you buy a poodle, we officially the podcast is over. <laughs> what if I put a cool hat on them? Asshole dogs, man. No, nah, they're good dogs. They're real smart. They're very smart, but they're, they're, but they're like they're like snooty dogs. I think you've just watched a lot of cartoons. <laughs> I don't think that that's how that works. That's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that... Yes, I, no, you don't hang. I I've hung out with poodles before, man. Maybe just poodles don't like you. They see through your bullshit. <laughs> what, do you, what, what bullshit do I have? I've 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 gotten better and better with animals. It's crazy. I'm I'm close to Robert Redford and the Horse Whisperer now. Oh my god. 
Redford. Oh my god, he does this every time. <laughs> he picks. It's always a Robert Redford thing or a Paul Newman thing that he picks a movie they're in, and he's like, "I'm just like that guy in that movie." Because <laughs> I ate so it. many eggs this one time. Because <laughs> I ate a lot of eggs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, but you know, the good thing is L.A. has humbled me. So. Yeah, yeah. It actually has kind of humbled you. you yeah. Uh, I've had a couple conversations with you where you've been very, very humble. Yeah, I know. It's a new for, the thing for me. Um, uh, but uh, he's not as bad as some of the people we know. I'm not nearly as bad as some of the people we know. Um, but uh, oh, as, as far as attitude goes? Oh, as far as just like, there's people in comedy you don't realize how much they think they're legends. Like, oh. And they'll hide it, and then all of a sudden, like, something will come out, and then you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like a Kaiser Sose moment where you're like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that happens all the time. That's what I'm saying. Well, I don't, I don't know why I just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, you know what? I was, I was referencing the thing before about me. I'm like, I'm not like that, but I'm... But no, I'm, you're not You're not at all like that. I mean, most of my actually... Like, you're not at all like that. Mike Lawrence is not at all like... There's like a lot of good buddies I have that aren't at all... They don't have that gene in them that, like, fucking, like, I'm blowing up, man. I'm killing it, you know? Also, before it was funny, you go, oh, Mike's one of my best friends, like, in comedy... I feel like at this point we're so far into it. Oh, he's one of my best friends. I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah. No, but I know I know you meant that. But that I used to say that all the time. But at this point, it's kind of just that's what it. That's all it is. It's if anything, best. it should be like he's one of my best friends from outside comedy. That's what it's getting to. We're like t- almost ten years in. Especially because I've tried to like hang out like my one good friend Nick Niven in L.A. I've tried to like hang out with him. And it's a nightmare. First off, because we're on everything. He's married now, and he's got, like, he does, like, real. It's, like, just a, di- a tale of two different lives right now because he's got, like, a nine-to-five, and he's got, like, a great wife who's also a really good friend of mine. And they go on, like, trips together and shit. And yeah. I'm fucking Randy the Ram in my van, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. selling whatever at the it's next, hard, trying it's to sell my CDs. Isn't it? What? It's hard to have conversations. It is. Uh... Think about any place you've gone and the, the guys that open for you, and you can just start talking to them, no problem. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's within the first minute. Like, you know, I always said when I was I was filming the uh, Dolores Jer- and Jermaine pilot for ABC, and it did not get picked up. Uh, but uh, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, when I'm, I first I met her, and, you know, she does the kind of famous person thing of, like, oh, hi. But, you know, just, and then as soon as Jermaine said, oh, Dan's a comic, it was like the whole wall came down. Yeah. Yep. You know, exactly. and then it was like, oh, welcome, brother, you know. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, I there's no, like. Now on. Yeah, well, it's like that Dave Chappelle bit where he's, like, torn between being a black guy and a comic when he sees the Michael Richards thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. It's great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, he's like, if it's a black guy, I'm like, that's fucked up. And he's like, as a comic, I'm like, I've been there before. <laughs> Yeah. What he say? Is that what he says? No, he said like, ah, guys, just having a bad set. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that like, uh, I think there is a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, where it's just like you get to a point where that's all you, that's all you see, and you know, I think too, it's like it, it's just the point too. Like, there's, you know, like you still have baffling failures with women as a guy. It's not like you start becoming a comedian, and then all of a sudden you're a fucking. You know, the the guy who can learn Stairway to Heaven and an acoustic guitar uh, and who's moderately decent looking still has a higher percentage chance of getting laid at a bar than I think a comedian with like a couple credits. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I think well, that looks better than you. Like a little bit, not a lot. That's what it is. If it's a hot dude that can play guitar at all, even if he tries it. Yeah. Even if it's attempting to play guitar, yeah, those guys get laid all the time. Did I tell you, I was on, uh, I was on uh, um, this flight back from Indianapolis. Actually, Ian Carmel was on it, and somebody like said from the top, "This is like uh, somebody, the flight attendant goes, excuse me, uh, will the uh, will the lady or gentleman who left their ukulele up front, please <laughs> come uh, back to? I forgot to tell this story. Back to like in, in like weird things that audience members said to you. I did. Uh, me and Wait, Sean. Is that- Hold on, go back to that. Was that Ian's ukulele? No, it wasn't. That would be that would be funny though. <laughs> you can't be that big and play an instrument that small. That doesn't work, you know. Yes, you can. It's hilarious. I guess, yeah. A fucking gorilla I, playing a thing. Yeah, it should be him and then a bear with a unicycle right next to him. Yeah, exactly. 
But I did me and me and Sean, me and Sean both opened for Russell Howard, nice guys, British comedian, funny guy. And uh, I was at the El Rey Theater, very nice theater in L.A. Uh, and uh, I get off stage, and uh, and this woman comes up to me, and she's like, "You know what you need? Like an Oprah makeover." <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, it couldn't just have been a makeover. It's like, no, you need the world's most powerful woman to like do something about you. You know, you, know, you, know, you don't even need over. You need a state makeover. Like the state, by law, has to make you over. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it gets humiliating out there. But I had, I yeah, I I, I forget. I got. I'm doing a Northern Cali run. You know what? In all fairness, Dan, really quickly, in all fairness, you were at that show, and that Russell Howard guy is, like, gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Like, he's really good looking for a comic. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, the same thing. I went out there. I think part of the reason they wanted me was because they're like, all right, this, this fatso can go out there. I wonder of- if that's, oh, my God. What if they said that? What if that's the reason we both got that opening gig? Where they're like, can we have somebody who looks like a trucker with nothing to lose? <laughs> he won't take any of the pussy away from fucking Russell Howard. Oh my God! Well, that guy has no. Pro- I mean, as soon as like there's a cute girl waiting for him, he has a million Twitter. Fi- he's huge in England, huge. Yeah, and super nice guy. Um, nice yeah. Guy, yeah, it was it was cra- it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe that is. Maybe they're just like. Uh... Oh, this is a funny story. I forgot. And then Tom, how far are we into this podcast? What are we doing? We're almost done. We're we're uh, we're an hour. I'm we're, just under just, just under, under an, an hour. hour. All right, I'll tell this story, and then if you guys have anything to say, and then we'll do plugs. But um, this is a uh, this is, a whole, and I've already talked to my my manager, my new manager now. Me and Jamie uh, Jamie Lee, funny comic. We were working on the show together, and we went to go uh, pitch it uh, at the uh, at this network, and we open up. And before uh, I'll, I'll use different names, but uh, uh, our manager sits down, and uh, the executives come in, and then he turns. To- Turns to the executive, he goes, "Oh, did you, uh, did you hear about, uh, did you hear about Bill?" And and they're like, "No, what happened?" He goes, "Well, I, I'll tell you after." <laughs> and, then, and then Jamie's like, "No, tell, tell what, you know, like Jamie, like you know, is just like I guess tell, you know, like what else are you supposed to say? Because then we're gonna look really shallow uh, talking about the pitch." And then Dave, then this guy. My manager, I won't say who, says, uh, well, um, well, they just found out it was stage four stomach cancer. Oh, my God. And uh, I actually know the guy. He's a really sweet guy, so it sucks it's happened. And, then, and you come in with a horn? Because, well, yeah, no, they go stage four stomach cancer. And they're like, oh, my God. He goes, yeah, I have, uh, we don't know what's going on. You know, uh, hope he pulls through. So, anyway, I've known Dan and Jamie for a while, and uh, they have this great idea. <laughs> and then he goes into the pitch. And we're and we're both like this is there's no way, you know what I mean? That's like uh, giving Holocaust statistics and then having an ice capade right afterwards. It's like murdering a puppy in front of them. And be like, hey, check out this sketch. Just to have this sketch. So yeah, hopefully that guy's doing well. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was it was kind of a it was it was it, it was it, he's just like it was. I'm joking about it now. I'm still giving shit about how fucking awkward that pitch was. <laughs> Did you fuck with him about it? Yeah, I have. Since then, I'm like, that was, was just... Was laughing? I mean, he was just kind of like, I know, I know. It's going to end up in something. <laughs> like, he knew, <laughs> you know. Which my old manager would have flipped a shit if I talked about it at all. Until I found... I love that my old manager, I, she, this, she's like, please don't mention me in anything. And then I watch fucking Marin and she's one of the characters. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, well do you have anything you guys want to close with? Do you have any stories? Anything we're missing? Uh, not really. I had my uh, my Virginia story that wasn't that great anyway. So. Yeah, I forget it already. Um, what about uh, uh, what about you, Tom? Let's hear your stomach uh, cancer story. Yeah. Again. I've got yeah. a couple. No, that was good. That was good. I've got a couple of depressing anecdotes. I'd no, like- let's move past those then and uh, give the plugs. <laughs> Tom's like, I'll be at a motel near yeah. my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to steal Wi-Fi from his own house. It's called the Wagon Wheel Motel. Yeah. If you have any just grains to send, Tom, please. You, you don't even pay him money paying chickens and fucking yeah. bales of hay. Oh, Tom. <laughs> All right. Let's finish this up. What do you want to plug there, Danny? 
Um, I uh, well, this comes out next week, so I'll be doing like a uh, Northwest run um, where I'll be in. You know, I'm I'm doing like you know San Fran and Santa Cruz and Sonoma and Humboldt. I'm going to the Rub- Redwoods. For the first time, I'm doing flappers next weekend in L.A., so you, if you L.A. people there, it's going to be a small room. It's going to be fun. I'm going to work out some new stuff. And then August, I am on the road like three weeks. I'm going to Go Bananas. I'm doing High Plains Comedy Festival. I'm doing Dead Crow Comedy Club and then also this night. Uh, oh, before that, like I forget where that is, but it's it's all on my website. And, you know, hopefully I'll have uh, new shorts coming up there soon. And uh, Wait, what week are you at Go Bananas? Um, I think it's the second weekend of August. Why? Where are you? I'm doing the funny bone, but I think it's at the end of August. Yeah, we keep missing each other. I know. I it's know, the I August, know. August weekend of August 13th, which is a fucking great club. I don't know if you've ever been. To... You're in. Club. I, I was. I'm trying to get in there, uh, but they got me an offer for the funny bone, so I'm doing that instead. Yeah, but yeah, come down there. And uh, what, what's going on with you? Sean. I, uh, this is not this coming week. It's next week, right, huh? The week of... of the 23rd? Uh, yeah. 20, yeah. Yeah. I am... that This weekend, the day this comes out, which will probably be Thursday, right? Maybe Thursday? Yes. I will be uh, recording my album at Comedy on State. Oh, uh, wow. Wisconsin, yeah. Great club. I'll be there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's five shows. We're recording all of them. It's for Comedy Central Records. And... Uh, so if this reaches anybody in those areas and you know anybody, please have them come on down to the shows. It's going to be a blast. It's a, and, it's a great uh, club. So I'm doing that. And then, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's the biggest thing going on right now. And then later this summer, the half hour will come out. And then I have a Twitter at Shawnee Time. And that's about it. Yeah. I wanted to find out if you had seen the footage from your half hour and edits and all that. Kind of not yet. Nope. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I can give them notes, but I haven't really done that yet. I'm trying to figure it out in my head first. Okay. Yeah, there's some Hulu stand-up thing that should be coming out, I guess, soon that I did. Oh, what's that called again? I think coming to the stage or something. Yeah, it wasn't like Riley Rob O'Reilly was on that, right? I I don't know. I don't. Yeah, uh, it's new. It's New Wave that did it. It's New Wave that did it. Yeah, I uh, there, there's, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I think you, I think you could find my half hour on Amazon. So there you go. You could find that. There it is. Some Japanese uh, pornography, Amazon? probably. I think yeah, they put it on Amazon now, so that's good. Or Hulu on um, on Netflix because they have or on Hulu they should put them on. Cause I don't think they have a deal with Netflix. There's not many Comedy Central shows on Netflix. No, no, not not Netflix. Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. No, it's not. It's not. I'm well, almost positive the half hours aren't on it. Okay, well then maybe it's Amazon. I know that you can like if you have Amazon Prime, I think you can stream all of them. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, and check out David Tell's special road work. I mean, yes, that's, that's great. Cool. I watched that's, it. Oh my god, dude, that made me get so excited for comedy. That fucking show. It really did, dude. It, I was pausing it to laugh. Yeah, it was great. You know, he's one of those stand-ups like he's the best man. He, he, is he so can good. always yeah. You can listen to him all the like you know like you know I like you know Pat Oswalt's probably my favorite, and I love Bill Burr and I love Maria Bamford. But it's almost like you've got a really like sit down and like listen to those guys and and Louie Patrice is like that too and Ellis but like and and you can do that with uh, David Tell too that's great to do that with David Tell but David Tell's also like he's just great to just have on all the time yes yeah. you he's know the, he's basically the real deal he just basically every other line is a joke line it's it's, a, it's like it's it's it's, <sighs> it's unbelievable how fucking clever of a guy he is they think about skanks for the memories that's like one of the reasons I wanted to do comedy. Yeah, yeah, that was at the Comedy Works. That was a great album. Um, yeah, it's an unbelievable album. I got uh, it was fun. What in, year was that? Two thousand? Uh, I don't know. Oh. It was earlier than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's the best. I mean, no later than that. I don't know. I'm from the cellar now. Nice, super nice guy. He's awesome. Very nice guy. In the in that in the the road work one, the I got to open for him at the Hookie Lau, and I think the first time he came through to try to like check that place out and think about coming back to record there for the special, it was like yeah. so nice. Super, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. That that special me, like I haven't laughed out loud at something like that. Like and watched a whole. Think about how many of those. Not I'm not gonna name which ones, but like think about how many of those specials you watch as a comic, and you get ten or fifteen minutes in, and you're done watching. It. Well, I watch all of them, but usually my reaction is like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah, right. You know? that one, I was. Dying I laughed on. out loud like three times during a tell yeah. thing, which sounds like that sounds like not a lot, but it's a lot for me. They laughed out loud three times. 
Yeah. Like three. Oh, I left. Oh, I was fucking on the floor. Yeah, same here. I, I, like, yeah. Oh my god, it was great. It's I so went good. that and Veep. I got really into. Oh, oh I gotta yeah. watch Veep. Veep's yeah. great, and uh, the affair of from switching to Jama, the affair is awesome. I'm a pajama. Drama. Sorry, I said that wrong. But the affair is fucking great. Okay. All right. What have you been hanging with my mom right lately? Yeah. Uh, was she was she a fan of that? Yeah, she likes that show. Um, it's it is a per, it's like the perfect Catholic guilt show, so that makes sense. Um, all right, well, um, and Tom, what do you have going on? Uh, Saturday, the twenty fifth of July, uh, working with Shuli Egger from the Howard Stern show. Oh, at, nice. Uh, at the Proctor's Theater in Schenectady. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. That's well, that's that's this is an experiment. I think it went pretty well. What I think, think so. I mean, I think so for sure. We'll listen to it and see see how it works. Sounds good. God bless you. Good <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye over there in La La Land. Fare thee Bye. well, friend. I'll see you later. Fuck you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a note to mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Also, we'd love it if you could float the show a few bucks for gas and equipment and all that kind of stuff. You can find a link to our PayPal donation page by going to our Tumblr page. Go to mydumbfriendspodcast.tumblr.com and the link is right there. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or however you are listening to our podcast. It would really help us out. Thanks a lot. We'll be back soon. The My Dumb Friends podcast is part of the All Things Comedy Network. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com.